Um, song rips so hard. <laughs> and I miss you. Right? I bet you those fucking pigeons are digging it. The pigeons are fucking thrilled yeah. about it. You still have the pigeon that uh, is trying to jump off or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got the suicidal pigeon. <laughs> And I miss you. Yeah, I'm gonna do it right above my computer. Yeah, I can make sure it's over your computer. There was like a, a golden age of the '90s where songs about deserts were really popular. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like Desert Rose. Yeah, Desert Rose. Our our other theme song. Right. It's how people know that it's not a Kevin episode. Right. Right. <laughs> but now that I'm here, mm-hmm. no more fucking Sting. Do you want some water, Kevin? It'd be cool if Sting and I were enemies. Yeah. I think you guys are because you're both like. You're opposite style guys. Like he's all like right. about he, conserving's energy. Yeah, he never comes. I'm always coming. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the earliest we've talked about come on the pod. <laughs> he has all the yeah. seed. Yeah. Um, are we doing this? I think so. Squiggles look good. Squiggles look good. Cool. Yeah. Um turned on a little bit. We're a little hot, but we're good. Okay. I like it when we're hot. Yeah. I know that we're hot, then we're not. Yeah, this is why we're hot. <laughs> that was a great song. It is a great song. There's a, a mix. Is it about a desert? It's about a desert. <laughs> <laughs> there this is, is um, uh, Tote Stope, the Squeakle, is a, a playlist you made in 2016. What's it called? Totes Dope. Totes Dope, the Squeakle. The Squeakle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I really like that playlist. Is it still on Spotify? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pull it up later. I listen to it sometimes. It's pretty it has This Is Why I'm Hot on there? No, it has a lot of songs from that era. Okay, cool. Good. It, so it's like it's a spiritual successor to that right, song. Right, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's the Squeakle. It's the Squeakle. <laughs> it's the Squeak mix. <laughs> Good, good times. It's gorgeous. Uh, well, I'm glad that we did a full day of work. It is now 7.30 p.m., mm-hmm. um, and it's past cutoff, and we're having a great time. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> um, and now we can have cider. A man's beverage for an evening time. Yeah. No way will I be drunk for the rest of the day. (laughs) Hey, welcome. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good. Um, I have set this up in a weird way, so I have to turn my head to the top. I'm going to move. Do you want me to sit? No, no, no. no. I'm going to do this. Okay. Now, okay, this is great. (laughs) So what was the, the, the premise of turning the table? Not metaphorically, literally, the table has turned since before I went away on paternity leave. Um, because when Emily and I eat breakfast, we both want to look at the birds. So you guys sit next to each other. We sit next to each other. We look at the birds. That's cute. That's sweet. When it's, you guys go to a diner, do you sit in the same side of the booth? Yeah, we do. So we can smooch. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. We just French at the diner. <laughs> All the toast is French toast with me. <laughs> um. This is good though. I like I like it. I mean, it feels nice. You also left a nice gap here between the windows and the table. That's so Yuma can poke her head out the window. Oh, that's really yeah, critical. Yeah. yeah, critical poke. Yeah, it's a critical poke. <laughs> um, well, I feel really good. I feel great. Are the squigs looking good? Oh yeah, don't mind me. I'm just okay. having fun. A <laughs> little, little fun. <laughs> um, well, fuck it. Let's just count off. Hi, welcome to Discordious. It's a podcast about cider. Mm. Uh, my name is John Carroll. Hi, I'm Kevin Diamond. Our guest today is Benford Lepley of Floral Terrains, and we just learned an untitled, soon-to-come cider project. 
unknown really mortal place, cider project. Yeah, we're the place for people to come to announce their new cider projects. This is two weeks in a row. This wow. is great. Mm. Thanks really. for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here, man. Mm. And we also represent the only three parts of New York State: the city, Hudson Valley, and Long Island. Yeah, yeah nothing else. Exists. Nothing else exists. Yeah. yeah, that's it. If you're from the Finger Lakes, more like finger snakes. You know why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck off. Just kidding. Yeah. They're my finger fakes. You know oh I mean? damn. <laughs> It's because they go to parties and are finger flakes. Mm. You got more? No, no. They eat finger steaks. Oh. Like eating steaks with their fingers. <laughs> That's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so fuck it. We're yeah. talking about, um, again, cider today. And we're talking about um, a category called wild cider, which I just made up. No one's ever used this phrase before. Um, so it's essentially, it's a big, it's a big tent. We're going to get into how insane of a category it is but we're talking about foraged ciders which means a lot um do you know anything about foraging yeah you know a little bit um i would say especially with ciders like you know i would i think that maybe like technically the idea of foraging would Mm -hmm. be picking fruit or herbs or plants Mm -hmm. of some sort that have like not been touched by people Mm -hmm. like they they grew from a seed and it's like uh i feel like traditionally that's Mm -hmm. kind of at least what I've thought it is. Um, and then, but I think kind of under this umbrella, uh, there's also the ideas of like gleaning, mm-hmm. which is like, I was just thinking of that word. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. You know, gleaning gl- the cube. Yeah. Gleaning yeah. being like, uh, picking, picking crops after the harvest mm-hmm. or picking crops that are like commercially unviable for, mm-hmm. uh, farmer or for, you know, right. I feel like some of the abandoned orchards kind of fall into that. Cause they there's a middle once, ground. Yeah, yeah. There's a middle ground. Um, um, I think we're going to drink f- like ciders that represent all of those categories, but mm-hmm. I think it's very much like, yeah, it is like the, the, the stuff that isn't explicitly orchard farmed mm-hmm. f- with the purpose of making cider. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I guess that would be like the best way to mm-hmm. kind of define it by what it isn't. Yeah. You can be like a freegan. Right. <laughs> you can be a freegan or you can be like, just like on the weekend getting some ramps with mm-hmm. your friends. Um, oh, I love when everyone from the city's like, we're foraging. <laughs> they have special hats. No, yeah. I, I can do my foraging at the green market. Fuck that. <laughs> um, this year, Sturge uh, uh, was talking to me about how when I was gone, I was I went to um, uh, Texas recently and Sturge bought like $30 of ramps mm. for uh, an untitled ramp project that yeah. I think went bad. Oh, really? <laughs> And it's just, I don't know. I just tried to pickle those bastards. You tried to pickle those bastards, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the for- I, I wish I had the energy or desire to forage. I know that's something you do a lot. Yeah, you know. Is I it mean, like something that you always did or that you did out of necessity? Also, for- is it like Zelda or not like Zelda? It's very much like Zelda. Okay, that sounds I'm, I'm into yeah. it again. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's not something I always did. Um, I had been, while I was in college, I got a job working at a, sort of like a vegetable farm mm-hmm. off of Craigslist mm-hmm. and um, like the, Craigslist, it's sort of a vegetable farm. Yeah, no, it, it actually was like, like vegetable farm like a guy and on his couch. He's yeah, like, it was, it was a bizarre the situation. Yeah. The, the guy was also like a construction worker, but he grew <laughs> biodynamic vegetables to juice and ferment with like 
50 different types of bacteria. And then he would, he was working with like 9-11 victims oh. to like, <laughs> what? to like no help cure their lung cancers through this fermented thing. But he'd also be like, I got to go dig a pool out of this fucking backyard. Like, or, you know, I, and then he would say that and then he would like pick some lettuce seeds and be like, oh shit, he's got some fucking energy, man. Like, um, but I had like kind of been involved with, uh, that stuff for some time and then worked with uh, friends who were basically knew how to make ginger beer, mm -hmm. fermented mm -hmm. ginger beer. And then I, together we sort of learned how to just do other sort of wild fermented soda mm -hmm. type things. And this is, I was living in Northern Alabama at mm -hmm. the time, which is oh. where they're from. And um, they're just as like, there's so much stuff growing there, like American persimmons, pawpaws, mm -hmm all sorts of herbs and shit. And then it was like, once you know how to make ginger beer, like you have sugary liquid, wild yeast starter, you can just fucking do anything. So it just made sense to go mess with all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, also, it was a dry county mm -hmm. and I would go buy, I'd have to drive 50 minutes to go buy some alcohol. And I was mm -hmm. like, I like Samuel Smith's hard cider. Mm -hmm. It was like, <laughs> I buy it at Whole Foods. <laughs> and, uh, but there were like a bunch of uh, pear trees in this area. Pear trees do really well in the South. Uh -huh. And um, my friends and I, we found, we like knocked on people's doors, got pears, found crab apples growing, like ornamental crab apples growing in a parking lot. Mm -hmm. It's like part of the landscaping mm -hmm. and <clears throat> mashed them up in a Home Depot bucket with like a rolling pin and pressed them through pillowcases and a, a cast iron sausage press. I bet that was dope. It was actually, it was a fucking good beverage is great the cider is great um we tried it like three or four years later once we had like sort of been exposed more mm -hmm. um but i remember i was sitting with my friend we were like we wonder if there's any forage cider and that's when we learned about aaron burr mm -hmm. <clears throat> cidery um so yeah that started in like 2013 2012 right. for me yeah um, i remember tasting your stuff with jenny eagleton um and she was like i know someone weirder than you <laughs> i was like challenge accepted um yeah so that was 14 or 15 yeah yeah that would have been uh 2015 mm -hmm. i think and you actually had i uh I, I think that you maybe tried one of the meads that i made as well oh boy love mead <laughs> no opinions had, about mead yeah but that you know that had a bunch of forage stuff like uh bunch of mushroom it was just like very bitter it was like more of like a, an amaro or something just yeah. like a really bitter sort of tonic type thing but yeah foraging is cool but you know well, like it's funny i've been thinking a lot about this episode because i think it's like um the one that people are going to be like interested in the most because i think with the cider category the thing people get stoked about is when you start talking about forage cider because mm -hmm. they go oh okay like now it's like romantic it's um it, it's exciting it's different it's completely like removed from our concept of like how wine is made. Mm -hmm. Whereas like orchard cider is, is a lot more closely related to how wine is made. But then when you think about it, it's like, this is just how human beings literally fucking survived forever. Mm -hmm. They just found stuff on the ground and found ways to eat it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, okay, we're just like, we're just doing the same thing. But maybe I just, just want to put my scale. anthropology yeah. hat on right yeah. here. Um, it, describing uh, hunter-gathering as a passive um, uh, caloric intake is uh, bullshit. <laughs> um, I think more than um, foraging, you should assume that uh, human beings are gardeners. Um, so, like, uh, almost all evidence of early modern humans is, like, them 
being aware of where things grow and trying to extend the range of it, even if they're not like planting. I wasn't disagreeing. Yeah. I'm just, I just want you to know yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. foraging and farming are on a spectrum. For sure. Yeah. Which is again, the my only time we'll say spectrum even, today. <laughs> even here, that's my point is that like this isn't a binary. It's not like, oh, there's foraging and there's orchard fruit. It's like, this is just part of the process of making things. It's like, we've always found stuff, mm-hmm. found a way to bring it back to us, found a way to propagate it, found a way to turn it into something that we can eat. Well, actually, we're drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> My son does that shit, by the way. <laughs> I'd be like, no, Dada, we drink it. And he has a weird line where he's like, do I drink yogurt or do I eat it? Like, he's not quite sure about what he's doing there. You know, that kind of consistency, maybe. right? He's like, no, Dada, we're eating it. <laughs> yeah, eating it. In um in Turkish, oh, you're just like my son. In Turkish, the uh, the verb for smoking is drinking. Mm. So I was like, oh, I'm drinking a cigarette. Nice. I'm like, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Sounds sick. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, so we're, we're the first one we're tasting is South Hill. Um, this is I think uh, th- this is his Pack Basket 2019. Um, the reason why I got this is um, this to me is like kind of like the platonic ideal of like the romance of this. These are all um seedling apples. Um, that were kind of like gathered at the edge of fence lines, like essentially where cows shit them out mm-hmm. in like like the scrubby area that no one was bothering to farm. Um, and it's called Pack Basket because Steve has like a weird little like gnome backpack he uses where he puts all the apples in it. Um, and this is, I, I went foraging with him once and I remember just being like, you know, eyes as big of a saucer, like this is so romantic. And yeah. like, um, I feel like this is kind of, what the beverage is, is is looping around. Also, I fucking love the cider. This all, they always taste really minty to me. Minty yeah. mineral, yeah. Um, this would be like for me, like after the exposure of like what Forge Cider mm-hmm. is, which again for me was also through Aaron Burr, which mm-hmm. we talked about in the first episode. Um, the pack basket was the like the second one I knew about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that was the first time I was like, oh, lots of people can do this, I guess. And then it felt like a, a snowball effect. Like not so many years later, you guys were doing your stuff. And now we have a whole fucking table. We could have 20 forage ciders here. It was here easier to find forage ciders than, than orchard ciders. Yeah, yeah, honestly. And it's like, it's it's really grown exponentially, which is exciting. And But this does feel like that, that like, oh no, the second tower fell. Was this one? <laughs> Say what? The, the, re- the, rest, the rest are building seven. Yeah, they may or may not. Okay, brother. I've fallen. Um, something that uh, I, I want to ask you how you feel about this because um, I was talking to the guys from Patois Cider yesterday. And we said, "Oh, I was." They listened to the Orchard Cider episode, and they're like, "Oh, I wasn't aware that people um, that people find uh, foraging more romantic." I always feel kind of embarrassed that I'm not growing it hmm. because, like. You know, there is this idea of stewarding the beverage from the beginning to the end. Do you feel like, do you have a chip in your shoulder about that? Like, or how do you feel that, that sentiment that you're just like taking already done fruit? Uh, no, you know, I guess I, I just feel like, uh, I see the, the value in all of the approaches. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I think that, uh, you know, honestly, my preference would by far would be to be able to grow mm-hmm. stuff, um, but I don't have like, you know, the main issues I have on Long Island with foraging mm-hmm. fruit or like figuring out that I'm in like a super fun site mm-hmm. or something <laughs> where I'm like, oh, this is actually like unhealthy. Right. Um, and which bottlings are those? So we uh, could just know. Honestly, well, <laughs> this one. <laughs> but I, I hear that trees are filters. So. Yeah, you know, they are. But uh, 
jury's still out on exactly what that means. Still trying to, there's like, there's a bunch of conflicting evidence. I don't know. Um, but Sick. There, there really is. It's fucked up. Yeah, it's um, like eating like those certain mollusks from certain bays. Yeah. <laughs> you might not want to crunch on those bad boys. Yeah, you, just, you shouldn't be crunching them anyway. You're not supposed to eat the shells. I found that out the hard way. Um, yeah, you know, I... Um, Sometimes I, I think that the sort of element of romance with mm-hmm. for, forged ciders is uh, just for me. It's like mm-hmm. it is actually a bit of a turnoff. Mm-hmm. I think it like um, I think it allows it, it makes it too easy to kind of like breeze over the value of wild trees. Yeah. Um, and trees that are like have kind of like self-selected. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and I just think it's like it's short sighted to kind of like uh bank on the romance of things mm-hmm. it's like uh the the sort of like long the long vision is that like all this shit needs to come together in some way yeah it's yeah like, you know things should you know i think wild orchards and wild trees should be encouraged still but like uh i think it has to be involved with like growers and like people that do work mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like to support this stuff so much of what you read from wild foraged cider makers whether it's Andy or Patois cider or when I've heard like you or Eric talk about it is like, it's not just, Oh, isn't it cool that we found these trees? We can just get it for free and taste this thing that mankind hasn't Mm -hmm. touched. It's also like the second part of that sentence that people don't remember is, and we can graft this back and preserve these lost cultivars and almost like find a way back from the monoculture that we find ourselves in. And try to see some way out of it because it's like oppressive, right? Like the idea that there are so many fewer cultivars of apples now and these wild ones are just there that maybe we could find a way to integrate this, these two systems together. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that, uh, grafting and also sharing Mm -hmm. scion wood with people Mm -hmm. is like the most important aspect of, uh, working with this fruit Mm -hmm. that's kind of like grown in this nature. I think, uh, the ciders are awesome and like that's a part of the conversation, but like that stuff is like that's number one in my opinion, mm-hmm. is to uh to get that shit out there mm-hmm. and to like share it with people who are gonna carry the torch, you know, like uh there's like there's not a ton of seedling trees of interest on Long Island compared to say like Vermont or Maine. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just it's been weeded out. Right. Um but the stuff that is there is really amazing and like for example, this cider that we'll try later that has three uh, three seedling trees mm-hmm. in there, and they two of them blew down in hurricanes, and one of them the uh, you know the highway department cut down. Mm-hmm. So which is know, worse, right? Yeah. Nature or nurture? <laughs> um, Thanks a lot, Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, yeah <laughs> fucking Pete. But people have the scions, including myself. Uh, you know, actually, I, I had sent some wood to Black Duck Cidery mm-hmm. over the winter for. Uh, this this like really elegant bittersweet apple which seemed to be really rare mm-hmm. um and i just i call it old money bitter because it's on the pratt estate mansion uh, that's so in sad. glen cove it's yeah. it's old money bitter yeah. um and i just drove by it the other day and it was cut down oh, in shit. like the last two weeks and i i just texted mm-hmm. uh i just texted john being like you did the graphs work dude like you're yeah, carrying the torch man so. help me out uh, yeah. <laughs> so i i really think that's like critical yeah trees are filters sure but also trees maybe are memory itself i don't know like there is like this 
that's the romantic part is like, you know, you're, you're carrying this lineage and you're like, you're putting it somewhere else. It's not just like, I, I mean, like the, the whole myth of like, and Steve's not in trouble for commodifying this. Like, I don't know how you would sell these ciders without doing it, but like the myth of like the lone guy, it's almost always a guy except for, um, I guess it's getting better now, but it's still, you know, a, a weird guy from the Finger Lakes going in the woods and finding something and like wrestling something beautiful from nature isn't really exactly what's going on. Like, because again, the, these apples are, they're only there because of human activities. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, it's only in America because of human activities. Let me get my Obama voice. You didn't plant that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, something that I did want to, I, I think is a part of this conversation and I'm not sure why it's not sort of more widely discussed. I think it's like just now being worked out is that uh, malice, like, malice evolved in the Western U.S. Mm -hmm. And the species of crab apples that are native to the United States, there's uh, three of them, mm -hmm. malice angustifolia, mm -hmm. which grows in the South, and malice coronaria, they're 20 to 40 million years older genetically than all other malice. Oh, huh. fucking so, cool. Like, the stuff that's here is like, this is, from my understanding, is like the ancestral home of apples and fuck you kazakhstan <laughs> yeah yeah with the idea being that they came over like the bearing bridge to asia oh opposite direction you know Whoa. malice was yeah, bridges go both ways baby yeah, <laughs> yeah well malice was domesticated in, in, in the Tianshan mountains mm. um in Kazakhstan, but, um, but, but, oh, cool. but, you know, the original, you wow. know, 40 million, 50 million shit. years ago in the Eocene, like they're here. This and is the good shit. This is the good shit. And, you yeah. know, I, I think that like they're becoming more and more rare, mm -hmm. but I, I think cider people are in an amazing position to like seek that shit out, you know, contact the USDA germplasm and like get those cuttings and like, you know, even do, uh, intentional like crosses to make mm -hmm. new cider apples using these like native malice genetics. Mm -hmm. I just think that that's, uh, I read that recently and I was like, fuck. <laughs> no, that's so cool. Um, it, I had never heard that. And I thought I knew everything about apples. <laughs> it, it is, it is always fun to also just like, um, you know, uh, contextualize. It's funny cause we're doing a foraging episode to contextualize stone age people as, um, uh, working both ways that makes it really exciting because like you know the, the whole the whole idea about the crossings everyone just assumes that people were coming to the united to uh the americas but the united states the united states yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're coming to the, the state of california yeah. <laughs> um and it's cool that like to see evidence of like oh it was going both ways because right. um there's always been a global economy oh cool yeah <laughs> it's great <laughs> it works well for everybody mm -hmm. um this is fucking Really interesting smelling. This is the uh, this is the rocky ground. This was uh, on advice from you. Yes, I think this is the first main cider we're doing this season. Uh -huh. Yes, yeah, yeah, so far. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, this is fermented with honey. So um, again, I I do hate mead, but I think this is allowed. I think it's like probably bottle carbonated mm -hmm. with honey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you said mint on the last mm. cider, but this has got even more mm. mentholated eucalyptus kind of high For tone sure. thing happening than the last one even. It's so weird. Something I think about a lot is like how oftentimes grapes like come up with these like really tropical flavors that people in Europe could have no context for. Like the first guy who pressed a Gewürztraminer didn't have any words for it, I'm sure. 
And then like how apples, the the flavors you get out of apples are so far from fruit in many ways. You mm-hmm. get like these really complicated, you get, like tobacco, you get mint, you get oregano. You get these like notes that are like nowhere near fruit juice. It's really interesting how these guys ferment out into something that is like pretty fucking wonky and interesting. Are these the guys who aren't topping off or is that Bardos? That is Patois. That's Patois. Mm -hmm. Cool. I mean, regardless, I feel like apples also like the way they respond to oxygen is so um, immediate and like Mm -hmm. has a a huge effect in the way cider tastes to me often where it's just like it's part of the idea of how a cider should taste to me is there should be like an oxidif... (sighs) Oxidificized. It's really it's been a long day because it's so late in the day. My brain's not working. (laughs) An oxygenization. Well, yeah, all of these ciders are also like. Have a little more of that. Yeah, one of my biggest turnoffs in cider is um, when a cider pours out super duper clear. You know, it's such a bummer when it's like, oh, you had a, you have the tool of oxygen yeah. and you're not using it all. Yeah, um, these are pretty. Um, do you have you worked? So you've done uh, a little bit in the south, and you've done extensively in new york have you worked in new england for foraging um no not really um outside of like going to the uh the pomological exhibition that Mm -hmm. uh the seedling pomological exhibition that matt kaminsky puts on Mm -hmm. in uh massachusetts where like on the way uh on the way up there i've like pulled off on the side of the road and just like munched on apples but okay pretty much it yeah (laughs) are you always see john it's okay to eat apples yeah (laughs) Doing my best. That is, it's. It, I have no problem pressing them. That he was pulling an apple off of a tree and just munching it. It feels like such a. Bush. Did you ever go like, like find like a blackberry bush and just eat blackberries off of it when you were a kid or anything? No, I had an ex who would pick berries off trees and eat them in front of me to piss me off. She'd be like, I might die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't eat oh the weird God. ones. <laughs> and I would get so scared. Like, no, 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 no. I'm so sorry. I love you. And she'd be like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, yeah. Um, maybe I, it's my scars that are talking. Not my, not sounds dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> the body keeps the score. <laughs> you know? You like a certain amount of, um, of of capitalism to touch your food before you eat it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I you want the process to happen. I, you know, my current uh, my current girlfriend is yeah, um, out of town right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing a lot of thinking, and it turns out the problem is just me yeah. for all no. of my relationship. <laughs> like yeah. she wouldn't be eating poisonous berries if I hadn't been an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Um, this is really, really this cool. Is fucking cool. So these guys. So this is a bunch of seedling apples, but also some heirloom. Mm-hmm. I assume grown orchard-wise apples as well. Um, but they're not irrigated. They're not fertilized. Sure. It, and I guess this is something. So there's the pippins, which are seed cultivars, just completely. Or sorry, not cultivars, just seedlings. Yeah. And then there is like wild orchards. You're finding that've gone feral. And then we're going to be a t- couple of these ciders have like untended orchards of varying degrees. Where do you think the spectrum falls? Like, what? Wh- when are you foraging? When are you gardening? And when are you um, growing? If that makes sense. Yeah, I guess that's a good question. I mean, I feel like uh, foraging might be that you know you're visiting a tree that grew from seed uh, and. You're not doing anything to it, maybe with the exception of like a little bit of pruning mm-hmm. to help it along. 
Um, but like certainly no spraying. Mm-hmm. Um, if you notice like a bunch of caterpillars on there, would you like pick them off? I pr- probably, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I might, you know, the other sort of intervention is maybe cutting like poison ivy mm-hmm. out or, mm-hmm. uh, like some sort of, you know, briars or things growing mm-hmm. up it, um, for ease of access or because it strangles the tree or both. I really both. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, poison ivy is a bitch. This is fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. This cider is great. This is delicious. You know, because, uh, because like the, you know, if a lot of trees come up, uh, grow on roadsides, mm-hmm. um, there's like this big edge ecosystem, like yeah. along mm-hmm. highways and also like highways sort of cut off. John knows about the edge. Yeah. yeah, yeah the, the edge ecosystem. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's my tumbler. <laughs> um, but you know, so like roadsides that have kind of like bisected mm-hmm. farmland mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe old orchard land, like there's trees that grow up there, but you know, you have these kind of like untended sort of forest like mm-hmm. thin forested areas and like uh, really great trees might grow up there, mm-hmm. but the vines will strangle them and kill them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, you know, it's just cutting them out is really helpful. The um, tree next to my house, one of the trees next to my house that grows in my neighbor, Carl's yard. Mm-hmm. Carl Friend is... of the pod. <laughs> he's, okay. he's, uh, he's a Christ militant Catholic, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's fucking Keep cool. Christ in Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Jesus. Is uh, he, every once in a while, he'll be like talking to us like, Oh, here's some tomatoes. I grew where like, thanks, Carl. He's like, you know, you used to be able to have different opinions in this town. Not anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, see you later, Carl. <laughs> he's let this tree be completely taken over by poison ivy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the vine that is crawling up, it looks like an alien tentacle. And like half of the tree is just poison ivy leaves. Wow. And the other half is like an evergreen. And it's absolutely insane to watch like, oh, that that's like a snake mm-hmm. eating a hippopotamus or something. Yeah. You're like, this <laughs> hippopotamus is somehow going inside of that snake. I just know it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like the poison ivy is winning. You won't believe what happens it's a next. Big evergreen tree. And the poison ivy's like, sorry, I'm a vine. Yeah. I'm really good at this shit. Don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me think that you could probably grow grapevines on apple trees. That would be so beautiful. I've I seen, mean, I, they do. Yeah. I've seen grape grapevines that have like taken over trees mm-hmm. and like I saw one in my work. Uh, okay. It was just like up in a fucking, it wasn't an apple tree, mm-hmm. but it'd be cool. Yeah. I think especially if they, if they grow out over like long horizontal limbs, mm-hmm. you can actually like, they'll actually put on a good crop. But a lot of grapevines, if they're just going up like mm-hmm. 50 feet into the air, they just want to grow. But like, I've definitely seen crab apple trees with, you know, leaning out mm-hmm. over like the side of a road with grapevines also like Dripping with fruit and, you know. That's, that's how um, Ocean Spray makes grape <laughs> apple. Okay. <laughs> Grapple. Grapple, if you will. Yeah. In, in many ways, God was the first co-fermenter. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he co-fermented uh, Adam and Eve. Yeah. Hell yeah, dog. Hell yes. <laughs> Good work, God. Yeah, thanks. Hey, let's keep Christ in Discorgeous, right? Taking that rim, my dude. That was so chill. Um, where do we go next? We do Patois or do we do... Um, uh, left bank, or do we do Bardos? Let's do left bank, maybe. Let's do some left bank. Sounds good. I mean, I mean, I think the thing about mm-hmm. that's interesting about this season so far is I really have no um, mm-hmm. idea how to taste these in an order because, like, a lot of them we haven't tried yet, and I don't know, like, but I don't have. Like, I feel like with, with if we're doing a wine mm-hmm. episode, I'm pretty much like I know what order mm-hmm. we should do these in, more or less. With cider, I'm like. I don't fucking know. Should we go alcohol? Should we go acid? Should we go sweetness? It's like, I don't know. I guess you can't mm. really go wrong because they're all ciders and they're all delicious. 
Absolutely. So, um, oh yeah, it's got like a funky little nose. Yeah, I, I tasted these in Maine recently, and what I really like, um, I you know, I gave I, I gave uh, the the guys from Left Bank a little bit of a hard time. It looks like you made cider specifically for one person, and that's me, and that's really lovely. But I, I'm sorry that your business is going to fail. But, why, but what do you mean by that exactly? It's like they all have that wild apple funk that I really like, and um, a lot of them have that. There's that really cool, like, latex note you get from higher altitude, like Hudson Valley or Catskill ciders yeah. that, like, absolutely makes me go insane. But if I was, like, a normal person who didn't have, like, um, a jaded palate, I would be like, huh, there's a lot of flavor in that. Um, I find these to be just so fucking compelling. And generally, when I like a cider, it means it's not ready for people to have. Well, this is, like, an interesting thing you mentioned is, mm-hmm. like, that kind of – the funk is all mm-hmm. aromatic, mm-hmm. right? Like, the – the palate is actually exceptionally clean mm-hmm. and, and mineral and fresh, um, whereas with the the rocky ground we mm-hmm. had before, there was a more dank, more of a dankness to the palate. Mm-hmm. The nose wasn't quite as aromatic, but this has got a really beautiful, like stinky nose, and it's just like a, the almost exact opposite of the last mm-hmm. one in that way. Sometimes I think that 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 might blow off mm-hmm. over time. You oh, know, I I think uh, <laughs> yeah. Refermentation does a lot of things in sure. ciders. I find it really mm. fucking hard to do well. <laughs> I met these guys delicious. a couple of years ago, like in the pandemic, when my wife and I were in the like upstate trying to figure out if we we're going to move there mm. or whatever. And like, what'd you decide? Uh, I think we're going to do it. Cool. And um, actually, it might have been after we moved there because I think Oliver was a little bit older, but they have a, a son who was just hanging out with them, just like munching on the apples, mm. and I was like. I want my kid to be like, like that was like one of the reasons I wanted to be up there. I was like, I want my kid to just like hang out at farm stands, mm. grab apples and bite into them. Like Aladdin. He does that now at the farmer's market. He'll just be like, I want an apple. And I'm like, I want an apple, please. Later, I'm sorry. It's like, it's beautiful. I loved it. It's like a moment that stuck with me. And, and I also love the ciders. Um, this is, so this is Byron and Tina. So this is, um, this is kind of where we're touching on like the idea of gardening versus foraging. So, some of the apples are foraged wild seedling apples, and some are from uh, a lightly touched uh, orchard. Um, the guy Byron is like a lightly touched. <laughs> I went to Catholic school yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like an altar boy style on. Yeah. Um, it's like not no no. Just cut that. Uh, <laughs> we're just there's a joke. We're not doing it. Um, and so like it's like an unsprayed unfucked with essentially like it's an orchard it's there but no one's doing it's anything feralized sometimes do you, do you need to answer that no, it's a co-worker okay cool why would they be calling you so late oh i don't know probably because we're supposed to like hang out mm. at the bar later yeah i mean in a few minutes yeah, in a few minutes yeah <laughs> <laughs> can i see the bottle again mm-hmm. thank you this one's also really minty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of universal yeah universal mint is that a crab apple thing no, I, I honestly, I feel like it might be, uh, I don't actually know. I kind of feel like it's maybe a yeast mm-hmm. thing, could be. Um, I don't know if there's any crab apples in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I also noticed that, like, if you're working with trees that aren't sprayed, mm-hmm. they don't, If unless you have, like, a really perfect growing year, mm-hmm. they don't always retain all their leaves okay. and, like, ripen the fruit mm-hmm. really well. So I have a sense that, like, sometimes when you have fruit that's a little bit less ripe, you end up getting these kind of like more, more yeah mm-hmm. you get these more herbaceous ciders well, i mean can we talk a bit about um harvesting because that's like, like um can you can you describe what the process is because again everyone says romantic 
and they, I think they forget how many bugs and <laughs> um, squished up squirrels and shit go into these. You know, <clears throat> I mean, it depends. Generally, I'm picking with like a tarp. You're, you're a tarp guy? I'm a tarp guy. Do you shake the tree? Yeah. Cool. Um, I use my, like the the long pulled pruning saw mm-hmm. that I have, which is like, it goes up to 18 feet and it has a hook on it. That's so cool. It's great. You can just hook onto the mm-hmm. tree and shake. Um, it's a lot safer than climbing. The climbing is also cool, but I don't like to do it. Are you long. a good climber? Uh, I'm okay. You know, I feel like a lot of times it's like when you're harvesting, you're also like the bins that I pick into. They're like these black bins from home Depot. Mm-hmm. Uh, second the, home, the Depot rough yeah, shout or whatever, you know, sponsored by home Depot. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they weigh like, I don't know, 60, it's like you're, you're lifting a lot of heavy shit. Yeah. And sometimes I just feel like my arms are a little shaky mm. after it. And I wouldn't always trust climbing. Yeah, sure. But, uh, also no, like, sticks, like long sticks with hooks on them or mm. something I've enjoyed since a child. It's metal. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like just getting a long stick with like something at the end of it and being like, what can I get with this? It's, pa- it's powerful shit. It's something you know? like primordial. <laughs> I like the, it. The first day I hung out with you, Kevin, I had an umbrella with a hook on the end of it. <laughs> yeah. I remember you like just taking my umbrella <laughs> and like kind of walking around and like doing umbrella games. I was like, this is my boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he's a childlike sense of wonder about it's this so umbrella. <laughs> stick with a hook. Yeah. Pull a guy off a stage if he's bombing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of things with it. It's, um, yeah, hook has many the, potential you, you things. You do the shaky shake. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do I do the shake, and uh, I also, I, I do tend to use a tarp, mm-hmm. but sometimes no. But, yeah. like, tarp's really helpful mm-hmm. for things like crab apples because mm-hmm. it's it's going to take you forever to yeah. pick them all up. Um, and also, like, a tarp covers poison mm-hmm. ivy. Mm-hmm. A tarp covers uh, other thorny shit. It Where, covers shit. <laughs> where's right. the best place to get a tarp? Do you have any stores you'd recommend? You know, <laughs> Uh, Home Depot has some, but the, okay. the best tarp that I found mm-hmm. is for covering really long dumpsters. Okay. Um, it's like 20 feet wide by 40 feet long. Mm-hmm. And if you get two of them, you can pretty much wrap, you can wrap around like a full size apple tree covering all sides. And I, I think that's great. It's pretty thin. They're cheap too. Like you could very easily spend on like a thick tarp. You could spend like a hundred plus dollars, but Fuck that. these garbage bin mm-hmm. tarps are like 20 bucks and I get them at, uh, at like a power equipment supply place by my house. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I wonder, um, do you like to use like when you, do you use fruit that's already on the ground? Do yeah. You, how nasty is that? Uh, like in what in like what is it, way is it squishy? It can be. Okay. You know, there's like I feel like with fruit on the ground or even fruit that you've mm-hmm. shaken out of the tree, there's different types of rot. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, I think with fruit that's really good for cider, mm-hmm. it's actually like there can be really beautiful sort of decomposition that takes okay. place, mm-hmm. and you almost want that mm-hmm. kind of. That's where you can get sort of like orchard floor aromatics. But you then also want like, a little bit of black mold, right? There's, there's some mold, or the the sooty blotch yeah. is like. Uh, you know, if you don't spray apples, you're inevitably going to have sooty blotch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say it's just, if you're working with, it's just there always, yeah. you know, unless you spray. Oh, it's, it's less like, oh, it's good and more like, it's, it's not there. bad and I'd rather that than spraying. I, I think so, yeah. yeah that, okay. That's my take on yeah. it, you know. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think that even like, you know, I, I don't want to use fruit that smells like vinegar, mm-hmm. but um, I tend to not wash apples. Um I don't really have the facility to do mm-hmm. that. That's like, if you're going to do it by hand, it's so much fucking work. Right. Um, and, you know, I I just will like taste the fruit. And as long as it's uh, tastes okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine with using it. Like 
you know, uh, and also fruit can have like shit on it from mm -hmm. animals and, um, the fermentation process is like going to take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, you know, you, you don't go for that, but it's like, uh, a little bit now, and a then little then bit is like, yeah. you know, it adds to the biological diversity. Of course. Of yeah. <laughs> fermentation, you know, wow. it's, it is funny, uh, again, because I, you know, I was whenever I've been in a vineyard. Um, you know, I, I worked in a vineyard in, in college, and I you know, I visit them as part of my day job um, as a wine critic for the New York Times. Um, I think it's really interesting to see like um, how nasty vineyards are, and like how many gross things are going on there, and then to actually go in the real, like just in the woods, which is a space where like everything's always rotting and shitting. It, the idea of calling any of these processes romantic is very funny to me. It's like, it's controlled rot in a way, but it's yeah. also like, it's nasty, which is cool. But it's also like, it's just, is it nasty or is it just that like, it's decomposition mm -hmm. and people have a hard time dealing with death? Like, isn't that part of it? It's like, mm -hmm. you go into the woods and it's like, it's not the fucking, it's the woods, man. Things die and they rot and that makes the trees better. Like I saw a mummified turtle today. Nice. Oh, man. It was like a baby turtle that someone had stepped on in the jogging path. And it had become like a, a thin layer, like um, like a turtle wafer. And who wrapped it? it said it was a mummy. Oh, okay. It was dehydrated. Yeah, it was dehydrated. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. Yeah. Different, different. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Someone put it in the dehydrator. I was trying to figure out what the joke was. Like, <laughs> hey, MTV's turtle wrap. <laughs> uh, but a turtle who was a mummy would be pretty mm -hmm. cool. Anyway, mm -hmm. that's sad. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for you that you saw that. I also saw... So Yuma, my dog, um, she's five, and she just discovered that she likes turtles. So she's been, um, we've been going around, and she just finds nesting turtles, and she gets as close to them as possible and looks at me and then quietly barks at the turtle and then lays down, like, vibrating with energy because oh. she wants to kiss them so badly. <laughs> it's a real, I, I understand, but it's become, like, we can't go to certain parts of the park because it'll take 45 minutes because we'll see a turtle and she'll just lose her fucking mind. I don't know how I got this on This is that. like how dogs become like their owners. Yeah. This yeah. is what this is like. We say companions, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like fruit laying in the soil, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I there's plenty of situations where I wouldn't consider that dirty. Like, mm -hmm. kind of like I said before, if you're if you're in like a polluted area, mm -hmm. yeah. that's like, that's when I genuinely have a mm -hmm. concern. But I think that, you know, uh, cider fruit from trees that are mm -hmm. generally uncultivated where, you know, the ground's not like... Uh, it's not like an herbicide strip mm -hmm. or it's not uh, it's not like covered with exhaust or something like that. Most of the shit I'm worried about is the stuff that humans are adding. To the yeah, ocean. yeah, for sure. Course. And, like, you know, I, I think that those uh, when that fruit falls, like those are really old relationships of, uh, you know, fruit feeding the soil. And mm -hmm. I, I think that stuff plays like an important role in cider. So yeah. um, I encourage it if the situation's right. It's why like, uh, it's just crazy how this is. I think the thing that people dig about Forge Cider is it allows them like a space to contemplate what like what fermented beverages would be like if we hadn't corporatized it to the mm -hmm. maximum extent, right? If we hadn't whether that's through just like the creation of agriculture in general mm -hmm. or or like or the creation of like large scale agriculture or whatever. It's like it provides this lens of like you don't we talked about this before, you don't think about like foraged grapes because in a lot of ways like that relationship has been so removed mm -hmm. like yeah. it's like been so commodified in wine and that like 
you know what Merlot tastes like. You know what this tastes like. You know what they're supposed to look like. You know what the bunches tend to look like here and there. And that information for most of these cultivars that you're talking about here, whether they're wild or, or, or like seedling or like feral heirloom varietals, it's like that information doesn't exist in most people's brains. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I know what like a hundred year old Newton, Newton Pippin tastes like. Like, so you're just starting from absolute scratch. And what you're left with is just like, this tastes like what I think rotting fruit is supposed to taste mm-hmm. like, which is like a little bit of death and a little bit of life and a little bit of alcohol. And we're having fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, in, in, in a lot of ways, it's like closer to what I imagine our first relationship with alcohol was, which is like, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And, and not yeah. like, Oh, we've like perfected this thing. And like wines from fucking Burgundy have to be within this fucking sphere of acceptable style. It's like just fucking none of that. Well, it's an encounter with the sublime. It's sure. Like, in many ways, foragers are modern day shamans. Would you agree? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I co-sign that. Okay. I respect it. <laughs> you know, you can, again, with fruit sitting on mm-hmm. the ground, that it does start to ferment like that is like uh people have been connected to that shit mm. for a long time just eating boozy fruit yeah. is like uh that was the first thing you know bears so, and pigs get drunk Moose. they do yeah mm. i think a lot of animals do terrifying. most animals get drunk wasps get drunk yeah they got real fucking they drunk. get fucked up and they fuck a fig and they turn into the fig <laughs> wow the circle of life um you go on um something that i think Bears, something that is really interesting. Bears. Uh, <laughs> bears repeating. Bar. Bar. Um, so cider, again, is such an interesting space because unlike wine, which is full of like unresolved fascists, um, cider, especially in the Northeast, seems to be the domain of like, um, you know. Only one fascist. Which one? Okay. Um, <laughs> as, me? <laughs> Wasn't Johnny Appleseed bad? He, yeah, he's a child molester. Yeah, okay. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bad, yeah. yeah, he's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like it's cider seems to be the domain of like so many like political leftists, at least in like the Northeast and the sphere we work. And so there, there is like these two tendencies you see, you see like, like the, um, the, the, uh, like the, like the actual libertarian sphere of like, um, not libertarian, like child age of consent laws, like libertarian, (laughs) like actually like, you know, Ted Kaczynski, (laughs) but also not creepy. Yeah. Um, in the foraging. And then you see, but like the people who are growing apples, it's so funny because it's not like they have a fucking plan. They're all like Marxist Leninists who like, you know, dropped out of the new school. And like, right. it, it's a very interesting, I like you do see insider just how every fucking cool political tendency we have kind of eats each other alive. And like the synthesis of course, is you just listen to Discordious and drink whatever we tell you to. But <laughs> Um, wish we could move on to maybe the Bardos. Yeah. One of the best places to do research on seedling apples mm-hmm. is deer hunting forms, okay. which is where you get a big mashup of like all sorts of yeah, different people. Spectrums. Yeah. Um, there's, there's some really great stuff on there and you can sign up and, you know, have people send you scions, but, uh, mm-hmm. I'm also on this, uh, I go into this forum called Growing Fruit, mm-hmm. and there's like plant geneticist members, and then there's members where their username is Jesus is Lord, mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, you know, and they're preppers or mm-hmm. whatever, and you get like a big mashup of people. So, you know, I think the cider world is kind of narrow, but I think there's, there's kind of people from all walks of life mm-hmm. doing valuable 
work in mm-hmm. this and it's like it's interesting to kind of like engage with them and you know something where maybe you're seeing eye to eye on but then also like mm-hmm. you know, what do you do <laughs> in this situation yeah, it's, it's funny how that relationship like um like a, a on a quote-unquote honest relationship with the earth or something mm-hmm. or a more holistic relationship with nature cuts like a really broad swath across political spectrum mm-hmm, so does. you can be like a very left or a very right or very central mm-hmm. centrist kind of perspective of what that means. I don't yeah. think you'd be a centrist perspective. Yeah, like, maybe I, that's the one that you yeah. can't be. Right? Yeah, to be centrist, you have to have access to like, you, you know, yeah. go to yeah. Depot. you have to act blue 24-7. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, mm. I, this so Bardos is another cider that I encountered in uh, California, which is where it's from. Um, is it weird to say it tastes California y to me? It tastes <laughs> sunny. It, ta- it does taste Apples sunny. like sun, too. I, it, it, we must have said this last week. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is gleaned from. So there is an orchard, but it's not really like. No one's taking care of it. And the way it seems to be expressed is like they're getting fruit from an orchard. Um, 100 years old or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I really, 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 really like these ciders. I, I tasted yeah, them and great. I was like, I kind of lost my mind because it's like, you know, Durham cider. We t- I tasted last week. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, these are like, these are ciders that feel like the, almost like you can sense a distillation of wine culture in them. Yeah, and this feels like you just plucked all of like the Northeast foraging weirdos and put them in California and gave them a lot of hydroponic weed. Like, <laughs> this is fucking cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I feel like the differences immediately for me mm-hmm. are like textural and body. Um, versus the the East Coast, where it feels like way more aromatic and like like high in the headspace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to what I say when I've been smoking hydroponics, I'm high in the headspace. Well, I mean, it, it's Sonoma um, County fruit, so it's right. almost certainly Gravenstein, right? Like, there's like I believe, uh, yeah, I don't know, yeah. So like, these are probably f- apples that wouldn't be that interesting for cider had they been taken care of. Right, but also like Tilted Shed is in mm-hmm. Sonoma. There are, there is, I guess Sonoma had apples at one time before yeah. they were like, oh, never mind, let's do the mm-hmm. Napa thing. I think that most of the vineyards there replaced were fucking apple, beautiful orchards. Right, orchards exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, these guys are actually, it's weird, out of all of the ciders here, I feel like I see Bardos the most in places. Which is like surprising because California cider is hard to find in, in New York, but these guys have, I don't know if like, I don't know if they have a good distribution network or they're just happen to be distributed well, but like they are very friendly yeah. and, and that's absolutely not a dig. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a tannic grip to it, which is like, like very serious, but like the fruit is friendly. Yeah. The weight is a little bit lighter. The aromatics are really big. The packaging is very bright. Like all of this stuff mm-hmm. together, I'm like, if I'm a cider curious person mm-hmm. uh, in a natural wine store, that bottle looks like this is fun. And mm-hmm. I drink that. It's like there's not a big leap from that to a bottle of corn wine. Like mm-hmm. the corn wine is danker and more blue cheese or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like to a bottle from like the Basque region. Like mm-hmm. There is a connection to those where you might have had some familiarity. Fuck me. That's so it's good. Really, really tasty. It, it's a really approachable cider. Mm-hmm. And I was reading some of what they have shared mm-hmm. the other day and I know you know they said that there's thousands of acres mm-hmm. of orchards in this vein and I feel like this is like a really good I just think that this is an example of like what it could be mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and like maybe what it should be <laughs> it just is like uh a baseline of like having you know 
ecologically sound fruit available to make good cider that can make it across the country and be enjoyed by people. I think it's great. Um, can we talk about competition for vine- for orchards or for um, for specific apples? Sure. Because like, one thing about foraging is that because you don't own the fruit, um, it's and you're if you're finding stuff in the woods, anybody can get it, right? I mean, I think a lot of uh, a lot of foraging takes place on private property. Okay, cool. So, sort of, you know, negotiating access is a thing. I think mm-hmm. a lot of the Finger Lakes people maybe do it in the Finger Lakes National Forest. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, there might be rules. They surrounding geotag it. some of the trees. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, other than that, I, I really feel like a lot of it is, you know, at least with the stuff I deal with, it's like people's people's backyards mm-hmm. and you need, you need permission. Mm-hmm. But um, do you worry then about like that permission being revoked eventually? Or, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, I know that, uh, I think it's as like a landless individual mm-hmm. trying to like work with this type of stuff. I, there's like many stories of heartbreak and like just kind of like really difficult power dynamics with people that don't have, uh, that do like really good, important work that will have like access revoked mm-hmm. or, if you're trying to grow, you know, even people that have like planted and are like really trying to invest in mm-hmm. like the future of this shit, um, not having the the most sound lease agreements or not having a right. lease at all, mm-hmm. and it, right. and it just being fucked up. And you know, I think that like you know, a lot of young or just people doing this work, like if if you don't have a lot of money and you you lean mm-hmm. like maybe more radical, mm-hmm. anti-capitalist, whatever. Um, if you enter engagements where you don't have security, mm-hmm. it's like, it, it doesn't, it's not like a sustainable way to like move forward with this shit. No, right. And it sucks because, you know, I think people, you know, it can be sort of like feel a little bit threatening to negotiate with people sometimes, yeah. but also like you're, you're the worker here and it's right. like you, you know, you got to look out for <laughs> Like your interest, you can be fucked. <laughs> it's not necessarily what you are the most excited about doing. If you're like, I'm going to start making wild forage cider, like the negotiating with like a guy who has trees on his property to be like, I don't know if you know this, but those are really cool. Can I have them? And I'll like give you some cider. And like, what the fuck are you talking about? Get off my property. Like, well, yeah. That part's probably not the most fun. I part feel like you're negotiating with a lot of, um, we'll just call them boat owner class people. On on Long Island, it's definitely a mix. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's definitely people that would be boat owner class, mm-hmm. and then there's um, you know Long Island's a microcosm, and mm-hmm. like there's it's kind of all walks of life, and there's definitely a bunch of you know trees in like uh, you know multifamily mm-hmm. homes where there's just like a, a tree had been mm-hmm. planted by the owner forty years ago, and you you talk to the tenant mm-hmm. or whatever. That's so cool. Um, you know. But, you know, I, I think also this stuff is like, ideally, you know, if you, I, I think that if you're working with this fruit, you you just, uh, to me, I think it's really important to also plant trees. Okay. And to, um, you know, to just like secure the future harvests. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I guess I, I think about like, we are in the sixth mass ex- extinction. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, you know, I've seen just myself so many so many trees of importance disappear that like, I just think it's fucking important to, you know, even in the places where you, you might be forging apples to also plant more Mm -hmm. and like 
being able to negotiate those relationships, I think is really important for the future of cider. <laughs> right. So it may not be the most fun part, but it's maybe the most important part. I think it's, yeah, I yeah. think it's really important. And sometimes you meet great people. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, something that has a through line for all of these is they are all about the healthiest ferment I've tasted in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like they're all like really close to super duper dry. Like they're like complex, almost like secondary and tertiary. And they just feel like they all feel like a fucking dream, which is, I guess, the point of getting wild fruit is like there's a strong fucking microculture on top of it. Like these just feel What's cool healthy. about the Bardos is I feel like it's um, oxidizing as we're drinking it. Yeah. And it's you can see it's getting darker in the yeah, bottle, and it's it now becoming a little bit more like the size we were just drinking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's getting a little bit more mentholated now, yeah. and it's getting a little bit richer on the palate. Yeah, it's pretty rich. It's really cool to drink it as it's evolving, after it's opened. And like if this happened to a wine, it would be getting worse, but mm-hmm. this is getting better. Cider's <laughs> so much fucking better than... It's just like, this isn't... I, I spent years trying to escape this fact that I know. I would rather drink cider than wine every single fucking day of my life. And I, <laughs> Me I, too. I, I feel better when I drink cider than I, when I drink wine. I look better too. Mm-hmm. I'm funnier. I'm more handsome. Better at basketball. It's true. You just won the NBA finals last night, right? <laughs> that was me, yeah. That's shit, sick. man. Good job. I saw on Twitter that everyone was yelling. That that was what that was about. Yeah, it was a good thing. The what? tall Serbian one. Is that a good thing? <laughs> <laughs> it's good for chunky people because okay. he, he was chunky and then they're like, you know, you could be really good. He's like, okay, I stopped eating cheeseburgers. No problem. <laughs> you got kind of skinny, but still like like skinny fat. I love it it's when dope. you see a guy who's like, <laughs> he does not want to be this. Yeah, and, he, and he, everyone's like, I think he's going to retire. He's like 28. He's like, I did it. I win championship. I go back to Serbia. It's over. Thank God. <laughs> it's like he's paid off like a debt to like a weird Serbian <laughs> uncle or oh something. There's a hamburger style in Serbia um, where they use kaimak, which is a clotted cream on top of the burger. Uh-huh. It's really good. Sounds great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Serbia would not be a good place to have uh, visible abs. I think it would be maybe impossible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm. I feel like we have to keep drinking. Let's but keep going, yeah. This is so fucking... Okay, and we're ending with Patois. Um, this is their bricolage, uh, 2019. A fun fact for me is bricolage is my most overused word. Yeah, I was um, thinking about that when you picked this one. I talk about this all the fucking time because um, I used to be an anthropologist. Um, so bricolage is... Um, uh, Levi Strauss talks about uh, human beings as bricoleurs. Like, uh, they're like a handyman. They can't make anything new. They can that's just in the drink with mm. Levi Strauss. Yes, yeah, in the drink with Levi Strauss. <laughs> um, they take uh, they take existing structures and they kind of bang them together. And like, okay, cool. We're gonna have we're gonna have Catholicism. It's mostly gonna be the Roman state religion. Sorry, buddy, I can't make anything new. Um, and once you hear this word and it gets in your brain. You start calling everything bricolage. It's like reification. It's one of those words that ruins your life. Mm-hmm. So I'm so happy they made a cider after. Um, not because of that. It, it's 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 mm, it's yeah. It's like mm, a, a nexus point for your brain. Yeah, but it means just fucking around and finding out. This yeah. is. Um, I think this is so good. probably the only cider we have from this far south this year. Yeah, for Virginia, mm-hmm. right? Yes. This is the like the most wild tasting. It's got a little mm-hmm. bit of like VA, which none of the others really had. It's mm. um, like very um, immediate, like to the brain mm-hmm. for me. I really dig it. It feels like if you're it's like being, a straight shot, like if your mouth is full of something delicious and you're being drowned in a saltwater pool. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking nice. Like I, this is like a lights outsider for me. Gorgeous. Agreed. Um, so it's a collage of like everything of just apples from everywhere. Um, 
this is a, um, a cider that was also impacted by a drought vintage. But um, so I guess maybe the alcohol is a little bit higher than it could be, but it's fucking pretty. What is the alcohol? Do you know? I think it's 8.4. Okay, yeah. It's not on here. It's, this is a hand-done label. Nice. I don't know where. I don't know. A 7.3. Okay. I don't know where 8.4 came. It just, it sounded right. Mm-hmm. The pH is 3.84. Mm-hmm. Mm. <clears throat> oh, did you print this up for each of us? Mm-hmm. Oh. I just thought you had two different sets of paper. No, I printed us all out notes. Oh, I can smell smart. I can sound smart. You can smell smart. You smell so... This is really... God, these are all been so good today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Have we had a bad cider yet? On the podcast? Mm -hmm. No, I've liked everything we've had. I mean, this is like... It's also like within... We're we're also like... It's sort of like the thing we discovered Mm -hmm. about... um, uh, About Muscadet early Mm -hmm. in the podcast life. It's like... If you're going to have some cider in your natural wine store, like you're gonna bring in the good ones, right? Like so, like it's been a lot of this has been done mm-hmm. for us. Like there are plenty of boring ciders on the market, mm-hmm. and like of all, fuck you, we, we <laughs> didn't pick any of those for a reason. Like there's there's so much good stuff to drink that like why would you waste time on that? And if you if you just start talking mm-hmm. to anyone in the industry who who gives a fuck about cider, they will very quickly tell you which ones they're into. I feel like there's a pretty unified ethos between all these producers as well. Yeah. Like, you know, they're not they're not sourcing concentrate or right. uh, whatever. I think almost all of them are also disgorgeous listeners, which is... <laughs> means they're instantly cool. Yeah, it means yeah. Their, brain, their brain chemistry is bad as shit. <laughs> this is the first cider we've tasted where the bubbles feel like part of the cider. Like 34 months on the lease. I oh, yeah. mean, that's fucking crazy. This is good. This yeah, is like really champagne-ass mm-hmm. cider. It yeah. really is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so ingrained and we made a joke earlier like oh the cork on one of these bottles was like a little loose like, mm-hmm. probably won't have that many bubbles like haha like mm-hmm. most cider makers kind of wish they could sell their cider still anyway mm-hmm. but this actually feels very much on per like not it's all on purpose but like this cider feels complete with mm-hmm. these bubbles yeah um, and not like oh if we if you want to sell it it has mm-hmm. to have some sparkle it's like very much part of the construction it's really really good I think the owners of this um, this cider brand are also very cute. Cool. Yeah, just they're super fucking yeah, cool. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm thrilled. This is also apparently Souvoir, which is a yeah. wild. Oh yeah, this is the one where they don't top off on pur- purpose. You're getting that mm-hmm. oxidative note. I nailed it this time. Mm-hmm. That I think apples mm-hmm. like hold really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that plus the the. 34 months on the lees is just like gorgeous. Do you find that? How many glasses did you steal from Maine Wild Wine? Three. (laughs) There's only two of you in this house. So you guys took one that you weren't supposed to have. Oh, we were with a friend. (laughs) (laughs) DMs open. No, um, uh, this is, uh, uh, where was I now? I I got embarrassed of of (laughs) accusing me of stealing. Mm -hmm. Um, as a, as a cider maker, when you're using forage fruit, do you find, it easier to experiment because you're already getting kind of wild stuff or do you feel like a straightforward cider kind of helps contextualize the fruit? Yeah. You know, I, that's a good question. Thank you. It is a good question. I think that, um, I don't know if I would think about like, I feel like the whole thing's an experiment Mm -hmm. in some sense. I feel like the, maybe the sort of like, that's fucking good. The experimentation that I do is just thinking about, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, where, where the fruit's coming from and how you're kind of or, uh, organizing it all mm-hmm. just in terms of like, uh, you know, my, my, I think that 
uh, ciders that come from one specific site, mm -hmm. it, like those can be really beautiful. But I also, I think that I really love ciders that come from like a broader area mm -hmm. where like you're, the borders are a little bit fuzzier mm -hmm. or you're, you're just thinking about sort of like space in a, in a broader context, mm -hmm. like be it, uh, I don't know, you know, I was like the apples that I pick, uh, where I live in Glen Cove on Long Island are in the same eager region as like, uh, the swath of the Long Island sound in Connecticut, like up to mystic. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Um, and you know, part of me is like, you know, fuck a border. Yeah. Like, right. You know, so I, I feel like I, that's the type of experimentation that I take or, you know, um, but otherwise I don't know if I would know what to do. It's like you, and also right. it's like, you know, part of this is like, how big's my press? Mm -hmm. How's the fruit holding up? Yeah. Like there um, are restrictions inherently in just the process yeah. because of the scale. Yeah. Right. You know, I think that they're probably, I think if you're buying fruit, you have more room to mm -hmm. sort of to experiment. I feel like for me, a lot of time it's like making decisions on the fly with mm -hmm. like what, what makes sense? Like, uh, what do we need to do? And, um, and kind of just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Limitations of maybe like time and, and, and scale. And then like, yeah. And the fact that these, this is fruit that, you, okay, it's not like, oh, I have like 10 tons of Kingston Black, right? And I know Kingston Black kind of is like this. It's like various kinds of fruit from one place. I have a little bit of time. I have a little bit of space. And so I'm going to make it this way. It's almost like you're doing bricolage. Oh, my God. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> almost, you know, le pensée sauvage. Um Damn, I'm so fucking happy right now. I, I, I wanted this episode to, to kill the romance. And now I'm just like... In fact, I even wrote "Romance is boring" on my notes to remind. <laughs> on the back like, of the Barda bottle, mm -hmm. it says, "Resist the doctrine of discovery." Fuck, that's so cool. It's yeah, beautiful. And I just have been—it's been rattling around in my brain for a while. I don't even really quite know what they mean by it, but I'm into it. Do you know any foragers who don't take mushrooms? <laughs> Probably. Honestly, I haven't. I, I, I haven't asked. <laughs> I feel like those are two things go really hand yeah. in hand. Like it would be hard to encounter the sublime all the time and not be like, I want to explore the God particle in my brain. <laughs> I think we should um, start drinking your ciders okay. for okay. time reasons. Okay. Right. Thanks dad. I'm just trying to make sure we get like enough time to talk about your stuff. When I mean, are we going to do the mushroom episode? <laughs> I thought, Oh, I thought we we're doing that right now. That would be so cool. Yeah. You don't know about these ciders. Just wait. <laughs> that would be so sick. Sure. I think it's probably a thing. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So yeah, I brought two. This is my, uh, this is a 2021, mm -hmm. um, which is, these are all crab apples basically mm -hmm. from like the entire Northern stretch of Long Island from mm -hmm. basically from Queens to Orient. Oh, sick. Um, and all harvested October, 2021. Mm -hmm. So this is like an entire month's worth of picking combined. It's probably, 40% crab apples. Um, Your pick schedules must be insane. Yeah, because I, you know, honestly, like a lot of days, it's like working full time, doing floral terrains, and then working on this project. I'm like uh, zipping out after work, mm -hmm. doing what I can, uh, taking a day off here and there mm -hmm. if I need to, doing stuff on weekends. 2021 was hectic because it was a, it was a really big. Um, Thank you. It was a really big crop year. But it was also, there were multiple hurricanes. There right. was uh, Henri in August and then Ida. Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of the fruit just like started dropping prematurely. Um, 
Because the apples can tell the storms are coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. You know, Ida. It rained nine inches in three hours in my town, and it just was like the apples just gave up. (laughs) Right. Like we're done. Yeah, they were fucking over it. Um, And this. So this. God fucking damn it, dude. <laughs> also, like, you know, maybe part of the sort of experiment, I don't even think of this as experimentation, but it's like out of just the need of schedule, like this cider was the fruit ma- got ground up and then macerated for a week because mm-hmm. I, I just was able to press it. Like, you know, it had to get ground up on Monday and then I could press it on mm-hmm. Sunday or right. whatever. But I, I like that. It does. It does well. And this also a little bit of sweating. Yeah, I'm I'm warm. No, I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were judging me. No. no. Yeah, I'm sweating. No. It's okay. Well, actually, not not quite sweating because it's just That's the ground up apples. Ground up. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Um, and this was like it fermented. It's a maceration. For, yeah, it was a maceration. Yeah. It was in tank good. for 14 months. Fuck, it's delicious. It's so, like, yeah, like rich. Um, uh, you know, my tasting notes of this is um, latex, black tea, and lemon. So instantly, if you want it, back of the envelope, it's called <laughs> BDSM Arnold Palmer. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is really fucking good. My, yeah, my uh, I forgot you were good at this. God damn it! My partner Abby called it extra virgin grapefruit juice, mm-hmm. which I thought was funny. <laughs> uh, extra virgin grapefruit juice. Mm-hmm. That's great. At first, I heard extroversion, mm-hmm. like an extrovert, <laughs> but yeah, they both work. Oh, I'm so. Yeah, that nose, that like lemony, like pledge nose. I love that. I mean, I, I think that that's like a big result of crab apples, mm-hmm. which are like definitely like. Uh, a focus mm-hmm. of mine. Um, honestly, like a lot of, a lot of my blends or mm-hmm. whatever, I am building around how many crab apples mm-hmm. I can obtain. Are they normally ornamental crab apples? I, I do both. Mm-hmm. Some are seedlings uh, growing at, you know, where I have uh, my nursery trees at the monastery. Mm-hmm. There's uh, yeah, there's a monastery. <laughs> that sentence was so good. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, have a negotiation with the, the monks there. There's some stories, guys, you know, um, there's, there's like a bunch of really beautiful crab apple trees there and they're like on the water basically. Um, and then there's a few sort of like golden hornet type trees, which is a, uh, kind of classic variety that, uh, are in people's backyards Mm -hmm. and, you know, just kind of all over the place. And that's one of the crab apples falling in front of the Long Island sound Mm. on the label. Um, that, yeah. The tannins on this, this is, I think, the, the most tannic cider we've had today. They're really, like, apples do a good job of disguising tannins, I think. Like, you don't oftentimes feel, like, that rough note. And then this, like, you swallow it, and all of a sudden, like, you just feel, like, right by that gonger thing. You're yeah. like, oh, <laughs> shit. This is great. Thank you. I am Appreciate it. fucking mad. I don't want to do anything else, but luckily I don't have to because it's nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I had a really good question for you, and then I drank your cider, and it like everything else left my brain. <laughs> so, um, what's your star sign? Great question. Oh, I'm a uh, I'm an Aquarius. Oh, I think I'm a little. Cu- I'm near the cusp. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've read the uh, the cusp descriptions, mm-hmm. Aquarius Pisces cusp, and I was like, that feels a little bit more like me. I'm a regular Pisces, and I I, I could tell that you had a soul too. <laughs> <laughs> Here are three water signs. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Walking to a bar. <laughs> um, cider, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we have our powerful girlfriend. They'll have cider. Yeah. <laughs> In this, we all share a girlfriend, right. like real life. Yeah. yeah. 
my God. That would be the one thing Yuma could do is get me cider. <laughs> yeah. Brings you back to just mm. apples that have started fermenting. I'm, I don't know. I, I, this, this season has been the most schizophrenic for me because like Kevin and I do know a lot about cider. We try and the, I have so many fucking opinions and it's, I've never wanted to do an information dump for the listeners more than this, where it's like, I need you to know everything I think because like, it's all so fucking complicated. Like there's orchard cider makes so much sense, but then wild cider makes so much. And like, it's just like, what if we did an entire podcast about this? What if we stopped drinking wine and did the next (laughs) three to five years only about apples? I think our listenership would drop dramatically. (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) That's, but it's so, but it's the reason why we love it. And I I, I don't know, I won't speak for everyone, but like what's different about talking about this than talking about wine is like, you can't really be wrong. Like, like, like there aren't a lot of rules to be broken, right? Like you're not, I've had a fucking single rich person cider. Like every single cider we've had has been someone who is probably close to losing money on it. Right. It's all a fucking labor of love. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like this is just like what they what you're supposed to do with these apples. Like make this into fucking cider, drink it, enjoy it. It's not there are no with the exception of your monks, monks in this story. There's no like lines being drawn in the sand. There's no like histories of genocide mm. that you have to wrestle with, other than obviously America being founded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so nice save that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one or two. <laughs> Light story. But like it's, it's you know, there's something that's like we can build this together yeah. about cider that you feel that like, I think you feel in like the hybrid wine movement in America, but otherwise in a lot of other wine movements, they're wrestling with this like long history of winemaking. Mm-hmm. And here it's like, okay, like I know some like folk stories about a guy who spread apple seeds. And I know that like, uh, Oh, like Benjamin Franklin drank a tanker to more. Like, like it's, I don't have to worry about that shit. I can just make the cider. I can just make it as good as I can. And that can hopefully be enough. And it's so fucking pure, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, you know, I I do think a lot about, I I, sometimes I feel like the conversation of apples is, uh, it's very grounded in like American history Mm -hmm. and with like the, you know, Malus Domestica being Mm -hmm. the species that's been here for a few hundred years. Mm -hmm. But I, I, and so, you know, like that stuff is, seems closely related to genocide yes Mm -hmm. and that you know and not that i don't know how this changes it but that's one of the reasons why i'm interested in working with and sort of saving the native crab Mm -hmm. apples because i just feel like you know i i think apples are bigger than that shit Mm -hmm. and like there's other histories that like ought to be paid attention to and cared for. And I feel like so much of it is about like discovering lost varieties brought by the colonizers, Mm -hmm. but there's, there's just all this other stuff. And I feel like um, people are in really good positions to, to like look for this shit. Um, I, I think that like, you know, honestly, like all across the country, there's a lot of opportunities to just like go, go out and look for shit. Mm -hmm. Also, one of the reasons I love working in suburban or urban areas, like mm-hmm. close to metropolitan areas, is uh, Google Earth Street View. Oh, so cool. Is wow, like, yeah. You know, there's this one, I have this memory of like going to the airport on the Cross Island Parkway with my parents as like a teenager. And and before I paid attention to this shit and seeing a like a large fruited crab apple tree growing on the side of the Cross Island Parkway and being like, 
the fuck's that yellow fruit doing? Like, oh, I, yeah. we're going to go see my grandpa. Um, <laughs> and then and then eventually I put it together. I was like, oh, that's a crab apple. And, you know, went back, got cyan wood, have it grafted. But that's then, so cool. But then you can go on Google Street View and you can you can look back to 2012. Usually multiple times a year, images have been made of this tree. Huh. Uh, with, you know, the car passing mm-hmm. by and you can monitor disease pressure on the leaves. You can monitor the crop, like how frequently there's a crop. You can see it, uh, because it's, uh, it's right by an exit. You can see it on the highway and then you can see the other side of the tree on the exit ramp. That's so fucking and, cool. Like, if you live in like a city, you know, like New York, there was a lot of, uh, nurseries mm-hmm. and apple breeding mm-hmm. that was taking place. Like, there's like good genes in the soil <laughs> and like it, there's just like such great opportunity for people to pay attention to this shit. Um, there's so many crap apples around where I live. Yeah. Um, it's just like, and you don't notice them until one day the ground is just Covered, littered yeah. with the, the, yeah. this nasty little apples. Like where do they come from? And you look up. It's yeah. funny. Like I think especially, can we, let's try yeah, yeah. one too. Like living in these are the East good. coast and in, in New York, especially like, we're not super used to fruit just existing around us the way like on the West coast, I think it's more common. Like you walk by an avocado tree, a lemon tree, a lime tree, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not as strange, but there's just like trees with fruit on them all over the place. Right. And here it's like, <laughs> here it's just like apples are kind of the one exception to that here. Like you don't get a lot of um, other examples of that on like a day-to-day basis of just coming like, into contact with a, a fruiting apple tree you on the side do of like crab apples well there's actually no crab apples in this one this is tannic as shit yeah this, this is, is good this is my uh this is from 2019 um i just have one case of this left it was a five gallon carboy all of these Whoa. trees are dead mm-hmm. now um one of them being a seedling that was on the meadowbrook parkway mm-hmm. um it was uh I call it Meadowbrook Bitter. Mm-hmm. It's one of the signs that I've shared, and I have a bunch of trees grafted. And it's just like uh, finding really bitter apples is very rare, especially full-sized apples. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, this is like uh, f- sort of like the flavor of this apple is like it's like sucking on a penny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a frenetic fruit. Um, That's so fucking good. And, um, and this was also like all these trees are kind of from like. Honestly, they were from like roadways created by, uh, or, you know, areas where Robert Moses mm-hmm. like plopped a road down. Right. <laughs> and, and um, that was a good thing? No. I mean, mm. I do think that he like inevitably <laughs> was like, I know. like I'm, his like shitty decisions like facilitated some pretty interesting like natural fruit selection. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, this, this cider is just like, um, yeah, three seedling apples from Long Island. Um, all of which are gone, but they're also saved and in the nursery and people also have the scions. So they live on elsewhere, but, um, that is a beautiful cider. I want, I hope you save a couple bottles of that for like 10 years. I, I want to know what that continues to fucking do. It's got some bones on that. It's so cool. And you know, also a recommendation I have for, I think all ciders, but especially still ones, they should be decant. I, I like decanting them. They really. We've kind of talked about how they react to mm. oxygen. Yeah. I feel like if you if you just crack a bottle and drink it, you're usually not getting. getting what, what you you're just be. like not yeah. getting what you should be. Um, so you know, I, I'll leave this here, and you should drink it over the next few days or whatever. But, yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. It'll take me a couple of days to drink you know, this. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, 
Wow, that's fucking awesome. It like holds its own. Do you watch I Think You Should Leave? No. no it's, that it's a good sketch comedy <laughs> show. And there's this one sen- saying, uh, there's a phrase in the first season, the bones are their money. Yeah. And that, I, that would be a good name for the cider. <laughs> the, the, the fucking bones are the cider's money. They poke out. It's so beautiful. Ugh. Fuck you for doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I want the listener to know that Benford put his thumb on the top of the bottle mm. and shook it. And now we're going to drink it again. I'll oh, well, pass that over there. Um, truly, there's nothing more. I don't remember the last time we had we drank wine that made me feel this happy. Mm. I mean, like maybe the first episode of the champagne season before we we're like, oh, more champagne. Oh right, no! Right, right. But like, it's just like I feel like a fucking king. These are all so gorgeous. Do you drink outside of cider often? Do you drink just within the cider realm usually? If you're having stuff for yourself, I I drink I drink wine. Um, as well, you know, I, I would actually love to have more cider, but I feel like, uh, there's not much available at the shops mm-hmm. around me. Uh-huh. And I do, uh, I'd like to do more kind of just like purchasing direct. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but, um, no, I, I, I do drink around mm-hmm. Yeah. as well. If you are a cider maker listening to this episode, um, you should just send our guest a DM and, um, mail him cider. <laughs> yeah. And also like, I really... I feel like uh, people in that at least I've come across in the mm-hmm. cider world, like I do think that there's like a pretty great sort of reciprocity of mm-hmm. talking about shit. Um, you know, like talking about uh, what it like negotiating land access mm-hmm. and like the ins and outs of that, like figuring out like issues with trees. Like I really, I really feel like there's like, just a bunch of colleagues and people I respect, even if we're not talking all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I really encourage people. Everyone's out there doing the work. Mm-hmm. And then when you meet up, you're like, yeah, fucking DM. You know, slay. Talk yeah, about shit. Yeah, cool. We're all in this shit together. Yeah. Straight up. And you have to, you know, life's too short. You got to talk to people. <laughs> Send that risky DM. Life's yeah, too yeah, short. You know? <laughs> um, well, anything to plug other than sending you DMs? <laughs> um, Check out the the new Floral Terrains mm-hmm. uh, wines that we made. You know, there were no apples last year, so right. it's just wines. Uh, we do have a CSA um, that will be was available for local pickup, but also we're in the process of building a little website mm-hmm. to have a web shop for it, and then the rest go through Von Bowden. Mm-hmm. Um, and hit me up if you want trees, um, <laughs> or if you just want to chat. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah. Awesome, and the it. new the new project at some point will, this stuff will be released. But yeah, at some point we'll, you'll come up with a name for it by then. I hopefully. will. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah, that's uh, the hardest part. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> you should call it the Neptunes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess plugs for me. Uh, Patreon.com regular slash just gorgeous. Um, mm. All the bonus episodes this season are about cider. Somehow I managed to do that, so it's nice and fun. Um, just interviewed Autumn from um, Eve Cider yesterday. Hell yeah. And I managed to not make a fool of myself, even though I think she's the best cider maker in America. So That's very cool. Um, what else is there to say? Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Oh, shit. But only if you're going to give us a five-star review. Don't give us a four-star review. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I got nothing. Drink more cider. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Disgorgeous.